What if you could build a business in the modern world as big or as small as you want without having to compromise the things that were the most important to you in the very beginning? This is the Wealthy Consultant Talks podcast with Taylor Welch and Mike Walker, as they share with you today their learning lessons from stories in their experiences over the past 10 to 15 years and share with you right here, right now. Let's get into it. What is going on, my friends? Mike Walker here with another episode of the TWC Talks podcast. Excited to connect with you today. Today, I've got a, a topic that was discussed last week. We had one of our monthly fly-ins. Um, we have our group, The Chamber. It's our top-tier client base, uh, exceptional uh, people, amazing rooms to be part of. If you can ever get into the room, let me just tell you, I don't care if I was uh, working with the company, a client, or otherwise, these are absolutely the types of rooms you want to be in. Uh, that proximity to uh, the you know overall collective success that everybody is having in their you know individual businesses uh, in their lives in general. They're just exceptional people to be around, and when you can uh, get around a group of people like that that are all driven, motivated, moving in their you know respective uh, directions for their business and life goals and all those things, you know it really is a uh, an opportunity to just draw from that confidence, from the energy. Uh, the excitement, all those things are just so powerful when you can plug into that type of energy. Uh, it's certainly not something that you can necessarily, uh, you know, get from being on a Zoom call or some kind of live, you know, workshop online or anything like that. It's just not the same. Like getting around people physically, elbow to elbow at the tables, talking it up. It's just amazing. It was really, really fun. And um, <clears throat> I had the privilege actually of um, speaking at this one. It was fantastic. Um, and the topic was client services and retention. This was something that I had been working on for literally several months now. Obviously, you know, here at TWC, um, my job as client services director is to oversee all the relationships that we have with our clients and the various customer levels that we have and different products, et cetera. It's also creating the systems and the organizational strategies that are um, used in-house to, you know, foster the relationships and main, uh, maintain a level of quality that we want in terms of the the products and the value and everything that we try to bring to the table for everybody. Um, it's a, it's a, both a blend of art and science. We'll put it that way. Right. And so, um, I broke that stuff down. We went real deep into the topic of client services and retention. Now, obviously, uh, for the sake of time here, we're not going to go over all of that. Um, it is actually a playbook. That's um, something that you can purchase from our team. Uh, if you're interested in that, obviously reach out. That's, that's for those that are uh, ready to invest into their business at that level. But I am going to give you some takeaways. I'm going to, um, I have all my notes obviously. And so I wanted to share some of those notes with you today that you could immediately, immediately apply into your own business. And, uh, I, I find that, um, as soon as you do these types of things, it instantly starts to change the the cadence and the culture within the industry, uh, within the company as to how you, you know, treat your clients, um, and how you, foster those relationships, right? So today's title is Retention and Churn, Unlocking the Secrets to Business Immortality. Now, as bold of a title as that may be, business immortality, here's the thing. You know, so many business people, if you were to ask them, hey, you know, are, are you customer focused? Do you, uh, how's your client services uh, team and different things, right? How's your customer support? All of them are going to say what? Oh yeah, we we believe in the customer. We're, we're here for them. That's our mission is to provide value and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? And I'm hundred uh, percent confident that that would be true for them, that they do believe that and that that is absolutely their, their goal and their objectives. However, what's interesting to note 
is that it doesn't take too long when you do research into some of these things that you find those exact same companies have a churn rate of 20, 30, 40, upwards of 60%. A churn rate of 20 to 60% annually. And these are the companies that have a self-professed, you know, vested interest in the customer relationship. So you can imagine if it's not a focus, if it's not something that you're driven towards and that you're really focused on, what's that doing for you, right? Probably not a whole lot. And there's a lot of businesses out there that are so focused on getting the new client, getting the next client, getting that sale, getting that win, ringing the, the bell on the next win, right? They're so focused on that that they forget the fact that it takes about six times more, both in effort and cost, to get a new client than it is to keep the one you already have. There's a discrepancy of 6x there. So let me ask you this. What would happen if you never lost another customer again? What would happen if you put just a little bit more time, attention, and money, and resources towards the people that you already have? What would that look like? Now, obviously, the holy grail is that they would all stay, all 100%, right? Now, whether that's something that you and I can control, hint, it's not, but you get the point. There's opportunity there and there's opportunity cost by not necessarily allocating the attention and bandwidth to figuring out, figuring out what do we do? How do we reduce or mitigate churn? And that was one of those central topics, obviously, of the uh, fly-in here last month. Um, by the way, if you ever do want to attend one of the fly-ins, you can go to wealthyconsultant.com forward slash events. They're not always open to the public, but there are every once in a while, I think once or twice a quarter, we'll open one up and you can come in, join us there. You don't have to be a client. You just purchase your ticket in and you can get access to the types of uh, topics and groups and everything that I've, that I've mentioned here. All right. So let's dive into it. I just want to give you a few actionable tips here as we get going. And then you can uh, go about your day and plug these into your business. All right. So the first concept is that business is changing, period. It just is. Okay. So as we've adopted the internet and as we, we move faster and faster into uh, all things connected, right? The internet of things. Uh, it just simply means that the the access that we all have collectively to each other and all the other businesses combined, it's just faster. Everything's happening faster and the level of detail and uh, you know ability to tap into information on demand whenever you want is it's just so readily available. And so that changes the dynamic. It, it didn't used to be that way. And, and so here's a, here's a point, a central theme here. It's not B to B, you've heard this, right? Business to business. And it's not B to C, business to customer. It's just not. It's actually H to H, human to human. And that doesn't matter if you're a, you know, thousand person strong organization and or you're a brand facing company where it's all about a particular logo or or brand right it's not like a guru or some central figure some famous person that is the brand it, it doesn't matter it's all human run it's human to human and the business of business is relationships and so if we can just unplug from the concept of b2b or oh, i'm b2c so that doesn't work for me or it's b2b and this is how it works not anymore it's h to h and so you really do need to just think, here's the cool thing, it's actually easier, guys. It's actually easier if you stop being transactional, B2B, or 
you know, uh, strategic with your B2C game plan. If you just focus on being real and a human and connective, it's amazing how far you can get with people. And again, the business of business is relationships. People love to buy from people they know, like, and trust. And if you can position yourself with authority and with uh, a strong, you know, report with your audience, they're going to want to stick around plain and simple. All right. Now with the business changing so much, the business environment changing, it's really important to understand that a sale is not finished until this, the customer actually receives a result. Let me say that again. A sale is not finished until the customer receives a result. We have to get them to the end zone. Remember, they're not buying your product or service for the sake of going through a course or for getting a new widget. That's not what they want. What they're wanting is their performance or the end result that that thing should present to them, right? They're buying the end result, that the thing that they're trying to get uh, into their business or into their life or away from their business or away from their life, right? They're trying to buy that end result. And so we need to get them there. In a traditional business, the customer relationship ends with the purchase, but in a subscription business, the customer relationship begins with the purchase, right? So I'm sorry, let me say this one more time. I want to clarify. A customer relationship ends with the purchase, meaning that I go to the store, I pick something off the shelf, I give them my money, they wave at me, thank you, sir, have a great day, and that's it. And that's the end of the relationship. I gave them money, they gave me something, and then I go away, and that's where it stops, But in today's environment, and especially in subscription businesses, but for any business, the customer relationship actually begins with the purchase. I go in, whether it be brick and mortar store, or I contract somebody for their services or consulting or or whatnot, I go in and I give them money. Now is when the relationship begins. See, so the concept here, guys, is not just churn and burn, get another customer, get another customer, get another customer. It's Let's get a customer and let's keep a customer. What could we do? What could we offer? What could we say? What could we do to help them achieve their end result in a better way, faster, easier, whatever it may be, right? And if we can continue to deliver value, those clients are going to keep coming back. And those return clients are a heck of a lot cheaper to get than it is to, like I said earlier, go and attract a new one out of the cold market six times by, you know, reports and whatnot that you can go out and find for yourself. All right. So the concept here is keeping clients versus getting clients, right? That was kind of a a central talking point as well. Now in doing that, keeping clients though, how do you do that? Right? Because we're all doing our best. We're all trying to deliver. And, you know, for the most part, I would say that we all do a pretty good job, right? You're, you're confident about what you deliver. You're confident about how you produce those results for your clients, but some go away. And here's the thing, guys, is that retention is not something that you and I can necessarily do. Obviously, there are levers we can pull. There are certain things we can deploy into the business. And there's certainly a whole lot of value that we can bring to the table, right? But ultimately, the customer has the end decision. It's their call, whether they stay or not. And here's the really interesting part, guys, is that you can deliver 100%. You can knock it out of the park. You can do a phenomenal job at getting them to where they want to be. However, they could still walk. Now, why is that? You did everything you're supposed to, and yet they still walked. It just is what it is, guys. Churn is just a real thing, no matter what. And it doesn't matter how good you are, how great your product is. Eventually, time just moves, right? And over time, it's hard to maintain that same level of novelty, the same level of newness that a 
you know, might've existed when they first got started with you. And so it's really, really important to understand that clients stay with you because of the, the future vision of what it could be, not because of the value that you brought to them in the past. Another one worth kind of like soaking in there. People will stick with you for the vision that you bring and the opportunity that they see by sticking around, not by the value that you already delivered to them. Hey, you did a good job. Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. But that does not mean I'm going to stick around. Okay. So it's about continually developing value. What can I offer them that's going to give them the, the uh, ability to see that I'm I'm the way forward for them. I have the answers. I have the solution. We have the way that's going to make their life or their objectives easier to reach, right? So it really does need to be about how they feel. You need to anticipate how the customer feels, you know, as, as deep into the data and the KPIs and the, the client health metrics and all the things that we have available to us these days. At the end of the day, it's really about the customer's emotions and how they feel about it. So as an example of that, someone gets excited, they're ready, they, they end up onboarding with you. Well, naturally, excitement will be high, but what immediately happens after that initial transaction, especially for larger ticket transactions? Buyer's remorse, hesitancy, doubt, uncertainty, right? Immediately. And, th and that's if you're doing a good job, right? That's just the human nature. Like, oh man, this was a big commitment. I'm stepping out of my comfort zone. I'm not sure how this is going to work, right? All these questions are going to start flooding your clients' minds as they onboard with you. So it's imperative that you anticipate for that and you come up with systems and methodologies, SOPs, standard operating procedures for you and your team to communicate effectively, especially in the onboarding phases. The silence that happens between the purchase and the next step is definitely loud. It is so loud. You have to make sure that there's not large gaps of, of uh, time where there's not communication between you and your newest customer. You need to hold them by the hand and they need to feel confident that they know exactly where to go, exactly what to do next, and just baby step them through it and make sure that they feel protected, uh, safe, and that you have their back. And that just because the transaction is now complete does not mean that you're off to the races somewhere else, right? It's all about getting them to the end result. The, the sale is not the, the finish line. It's only the beginning. Now let's talk on two more points and we'll jet. It's got to be a company-wide culture too. Um, one thing that's very important to note, especially if you have any form of a reoccurring business model or a subscription-based model or, or something where people are paying you on retainer month after month after month, right? You have to understand the fact that client services support um, any element, any conversation that they're going to have from the time they become a customer all the way through the customer journey, every single interaction that they have with you, your, your support team, whoever it may be, those are all pre-sales interactions. Now, what do I mean by that pre-sales interactions? Well, think about it. If their subscription is going to come due in 30 days from now, any action that you and I have with them, any conversation, anything that we offer or provide for them in those next 30 days is essentially teeing them up to make the decision. Do I want to continue working with this company 30 days from now? So it doesn't matter if you're a support team member, if you're tech support, if you're just answering a reply email to a support ticket, it doesn't matter. That is actually a sales function. 
Now that doesn't mean that we're pitching them like a sale, but you get my point. It's, it's supporting the process. It's supporting the decision that they're making subconsciously and then very consciously as their uh, due date comes due, right? For, for renewal, they're going to think is, do I want to continue this relationship? Do I want to continue investing into it? And that means that every interaction we have at every level of your company is a pre-sales you know, uh, interaction. So it's imperative that you have a company-wide culture. It's a philosophy that needs to pervade every element of your company. And I would encourage you, ask every single one of your employees, what does client services mean to you? And see what comes back. I think you'll be surprised because a lot of them might not necessarily know. They don't necessarily understand that their email to or reply to that support ticket is actually very much tied to the relationship of that client and therefore the bottom line of your company. So I would just encourage you to have that conversation with your team at every level in every department and ask them, what does client services mean to them? And see what comes back. Now, this is really, really important and why churn is such a difficult thing to overcome, guys, is the fact that the customer has limitless options now. Like I said before, at a touch of a button, 24-7, doesn't matter what day of the, the week, what day of the year, what time, doesn't matter. At a touch of a button, I am being exposed to a bunch of your other competitors. Our ultimate competitors are not, you know, Acme Company this or whatever your, you know, uh, direct competitor is. That's not actually your main competitor. Your main competitor is Google. It's Facebook. It's YouTube. It's the mainstream media, right? It's all the attention that's being uh, driven towards and trying to, they're trying to attract the attention of your client. It's very hard to maintain the, the focus of a client when they're being bombarded by so much other information, inputs, data, et cetera, right? So it's really critical that you create an environment where they have a sense of loyalty. And ultimately guys, that is what retention is. It's loyalty because they have limitless options. I don't care how great your service is, how awesome uh, you know, your product may be. Ultimately, there's probably somebody out there that can get them pretty close. If you're absolutely the number one irreplaceable top peak pinnacle person to do it, fantastic, high five, love that. And I hope that's true. But I would venture to guess that across the world anywhere, because I can get access to anything now due to the internet, right? there's probably another solution out there that's very, very close that is very competitively matched to whatever it is that we're doing. And so we need to realize that, that your client sticking around is going to be largely tied to their feeling of loyalty. And that loyalty is about connection. It's about feeling that you and the client have an actual relationship. And to maintain that just requires open, honest, friendly, supportive customers. And that goes back to the top of what I was saying earlier, human to human. Just be human to human. They're not, you know, uh, just a transaction. They're a friend, right? So another good thing to consider is how often can you routinely communicate on a personal level with your customers? Just on a personal level. Now, that doesn't mean that we're on the phone just chit-chatting about nothing and everything, you know, for, for hours on end. But it would go to uh, serve us to figure out how can we just communicate like we would a normal human, like just a person. Hey, man, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing good, good, you know, and talk about the weather, talk about the kids, talk about the, the game last night, whatever it is. But just these little interactions. Again, this type of thing is massively supportive of developing a retention culture in your company because people stick around if they feel heard, if they feel loved, if they feel cared for. 
and if obviously at the end at the end of the day we're actually getting them results right so all this hinges on them getting the end result that they're seeking in the first place all right so as we wrap up guys i want to encourage you to you know really focus on your client services figure out how can we develop a client facing uh, experience that makes them feel cared for that makes them uh, see the vision forward to stick around and want to continue with us invest in this and you will absolutely see a reduction in churn reduction in churn is a massive lift to the bottom line it costs so much more to go get new clients let's figure out how to keep the ones we already got okay once you've done that once you've developed a unique uh, experience for your client base turn that into uh, a marketing piece for yourself turn that into a unique service proposition that you can deliver into the marketplace through messaging and through positioning and distinguish yourself amongst the noise you can't necessarily just fight on price or or on features or widgets or, or bells and whistles, but you can absolutely distinguish yourself in the marketplace with a phenomenal client experience. So it's worth investing in. I know it'll help you in the bottom line, put in the time, effort, and energy to do it, and it'll absolutely help you uh, increase your retention in the marketplace. All right, guys, have a great one. Looking forward to working with you. Uh, be sure to reach out. Go to wealthyconsultant.com forward slash events if you'd like to join us in person. I hope that you do one day. We have a phenomenal time. It's always good. The food is good. The drinks are fun. The people are great. It's a great environment to be in. So I, I encourage you to do it. And uh, I know you won't be disappointed when you, when you come and join us at one of these events. All right, guys, we'll see you at one of those and we'll see you on the next episode. Take care.